Charlie stretches his towards the the hair on his chest glinting. I watch droplets of sweat run down his and I involuntarily lick my lips. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Hi, Bim. How are you doing? (laughs) I am fantastic. I am fan-davidozy. I have never been better, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this episode. (sighs) I'm actually sweating. My armpits are very damp. (laughs) Wow. Like, I... I never imagined this day would happen. <laughs> Are you wiping a tear from your eyes? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm so excited about this episode because we obviously had wanted this from literally the first season. Yes. Because in fact, we did an episode about Charlie Cox, which was wrapped up in the Great British Bay Off about right. British men that yeah. we fancied. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like only right that at this point, like so close to our first anniversary. Yeah. That Charlie himself graced us yes. with his presence yes, in his this hair studio. Beautiful, hairy chested presence. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he is such a sweet man. He is. I can't believe how nice he was. He gave us more time than we had asked for. Yep. And he was gracious about it. Yes. And he was just lovely. He gave, yes. he answered all our questions. He seemed like he was thinking about the answers. He, yeah. I think, I, I think my crush is very real now. He Aww. was just so. I don't know, like just nice and thoughtful. Like you could yes. tell he was really thinking about his answers and that yes. he wanted to answer us thoroughly. Yes. Yeah. A cinnamon roll of a man who also, and this is very important, understood and appreciated our love for Keanu Reeves. Yes. Let me tell you something. You hear it, you, you will hear it in the interview. But when he said that, I looked at him and I was like, right, yeah, that's that's the stuff. That is the stuff right there. I was um yeah, I was very pleased by that. He seems like just a lovely, self-aware, yeah. very kind. He was very gracious. Yes. And he did something which I urge all famous people to do more of. Mm-hmm. As we were leaving, uh, he held the door open uh-huh. and then he held it until everyone had walked through. Yes. And he don't have to do that. Yeah. But he did. He did. If a whole Charlie Cox can do it, you fuckers, <laughs> you can do it too. It's a very small thing. But I saw him hold the door and I was like, is it, Charlie? Is it? What a good man. I know the bar is very low, but sometimes you have to appreciate just genuine niceness when you encounter it. And that's just one good thing. The rest of it is all in the interview. Nicole got to ask some questions. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> About very specific characters and moments. Yes. And, you know, because he was so sweet, I didn't, you know, I didn't give him the full Nicole. No. But, you know. He, he didn't smack a, him in the face yeah, with the boob. No. But, you know, he got <laughs> enough of it. And um, and he was just so game. He, he was. He, again, and, but he treated the, all of our questions, no matter how silly, yep. just um, with such, you know integrity like yeah, he was just like real grace yeah he was like this is a real interview because yeah. it is it is and We're i'm very gonna, good at it too. yeah absolutely hello hello <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite thing you know um we just talked about him talking about keanu with us but i don't think i'm ever taking keanu off my phone because mm. it has sparked so many interesting conversations <laughs> right. with the people that we've had in the studio yeah. and charlie was uh no exception so enthusiastic about keanu he like, was Come we on. had even more of a conversation once yeah. the, the mics were off. And I was like, Charlie, no, we should have said this in the booth. <laughs> but he loves Keanu Reeves like a good number of straight men. He yes. just loves Keanu Reeves. And I understand it because a good number of straight women and other women and other men and dogs and chairs <laughs> and table fans all fancy Keanu Reeves. So this is like just a wonderful thing. But the other thing about Charlie was that he 
spoke a little bit about Daredevil. He spoke a little bit about his childhood, his adulthood, his earlier roles, mm-hmm. plans for the future. It's a really good interview. And I'm not just saying that because we conducted it. I'm saying that because it's true. <sighs> yes, but you will hear all of that and more yeah. in our interview, which is coming up now. Welcome to the show, Charlie Cox. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say your first name and your surname every time. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, that's, that's good. That's in my contract. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Very well, thank you. I like you. your earrings. Oh my I like both of your earrings. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That's, no, too late. Too late. Too late. <laughs> well, no, because I, 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 I... Nicole, mine are just more striking. All yeah. right? Oh, well, that's better. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Um, how, congratulations on the third season for Daredevil. Thank you. Are yes. you feeling excited and happy? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, it's um, you know, we did this kind of spin-off, The Defenders. So it's been like two and a half years since the show came out. So mm-hmm. um, it's been a long time coming. So yeah. marvelous. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel um, staying in character for so long? In this particular character for so long? Well, I, I, um, yeah, good question. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't stay in character. Right, yeah, but... yeah. It wasn't two and a half years. Where I was just like, walking <laughs> around. Um, uh, you, Look, it come, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a new challenge for me. I've not, I've not had that experience before. I, I, prior to this, I'd done one other television show, but that only lasted two years for mm-hmm. me. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's kind of fun in many ways. And it, the aspect of it that I find really enjoyable is trying to make sure season to season. I've now done essentially four seasons of this. Mm-hmm. So trying to find the consistencies within this character and, and who he is at his core, mm-hmm. but also given the opportunity over these years to, to, kind of include the experiences that he's that have happened to him or that he's had that change him right. you know and that's that's been really uh that's been a really fun challenge mm. i think the key thing for many people is this idea of someone who has had an ability for so long and then it doesn't come to the fore until it needs to come to the fore Mm-mm. but then having to navigate the world with that right. is quite difficult uh, and all the challenges i remember watching the first season and i was obviously a fan of daredevil because i was a comics person as a child and then you were Daredevil, and I was like, oh, first of all, I'm going to watch this because obviously being British, you're, that makes you my cousin, so I have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, then also, the, you know, the, 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 the way it was formulated was like this incredibly dark but also very human thing. And so it's been very, um, it's been interesting to watch him evolve as this, you know, this dark heart of Hell's Kitchen, except deep down he just, you know, he just wants his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's really, it's just daddy issues. Isn't it? That's yeah. all of it. And it's just really sad. I'm like, oh, this poor boy. Like, look at him, just trying. Uh, getting beat up and dying, but trying ever, ever just so hard to find his father. He just wants a hug. He just wants a hug. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the, that's the new tagline. Daredevil. He just wants a hug. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Matt Murdock, um, one of the things that I love about his character is... Uh, that he is, he gets tired and he gets beat up and he is, you know, in pain and he shows that. Can you talk a little bit about the significance of showing a superhero who needs help and who has these vulnerable moments and who gets his ass kicked sometimes? Yeah, and you know, when I went, when I was kind of chatting with the with the producers over at Marvel at the start of this process before I had the job when I, I was just. I had a Skype with those guys. One of the things I remember my boss, the head of Marvel TV, Jeff Loeb, saying was, you know, this is a world where, you know, the the start of episode two, we find Matt Murdock in a dumpster and he's almost dead. And he'll it will take the course of an entire hour episode for him to 
to get off the couch. Mm. Um, uh, and and that's, uh, that's something that we've done throughout. We did it a couple of times in season one, in fact. There's a whole episode where he's recuperating in episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that sold it for me was like, the, I, you know, I re- it was fascinating. You know, I know we live in a time where there's such a massive appetite for superheroes and, the, the, you know, I, I, superhero, if there is such a thing, a genre, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> movies and stuff. But um, this felt like an opportunity to do something a little bit different where you've got the time to really explore, as you say, those vulnerabilities and what it, what, if we were to ask the question, you know, what if these characters really did exist? For someone like Daredevil who doesn't have superpowers, what would that look like? What would that feel like? You know, mm-hmm. how, would you, how would you do that? For, you know, physically, literally, how would you accomplish it? And, of course, you have to, you know, there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief because right. it's a superhero. Right. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's fun to kind of find a slightly, a slightly kind of more grounded version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that happens frequently in uh, Daredevil are the hallway fight scenes, right? Yes. Those one-take shots. Um, can you talk about how – what do you guys talk about when you're trying to keep those fresh and, and make sure that the audience doesn't get well, it's bored? Kind of, it's kind of – it was never pl- – I don't think it was planned to be a thing. Don't it's kind say of become that. a thing. No, <laughs> it's so good. No, but what, no, what I mean is, you know, they wrote that – Drew Goddard wrote that scene very specifically in season one, mm-hmm. the end of episode two. And it's, I remember reading it. It says everything now takes place in, uh, in over one shot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I was like, wow, that's a real thing. And it was a real challenge and everyone was excited about it. And that we went, they were, you know, the stunt team went to work on it. And, and then we, you know, we took a day to film it and, uh, and it was spectacular, you know, it was amazing, but, but, but also it kind of, it kind of caught the imagination of the fans and it's been something that's been talked about a lot. So season two, we kind of paid homage to it. We did this kind of, we had a fight scene that took place in a, in a hallway. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the time to do to do a one-er again, mm-hmm. um, but we, we did what it's not. So we did what's what's called an, an, uh, a kind of a fake one-er. So it plays in one shot. It looks like it's one shot, but it's actually morphed together, like right, right in mm-hmm. places that. So there's no edit points per se, but there's moments where where the screen kind of goes black of you know as it spins around, the camera spins mm-hmm. around, and those are moments where you can stitch it together. Mm-hmm. So then that was talked about. And then in season three, there was this kind of like, we got season three and there was like, oh, you know, now there's this like, <laughs> this ex- expectation yeah. that we're going to do a hallway fight I would have been very disappointed if uh, yeah. there wasn't one. And, so. <laughs> uh, and so then there was, you know, then they, they found an opportunity for it. And I got this script. I remember getting the script and it says everything, everything from this point forward takes place in one take. Mm-hmm. So I read that page. I read the next page. I read the next page. And then I'm like, the next page, I'm like, Oh, they forgot. The writer forgot to put in where the one ends. Mm-hmm. They just forgot to put it in. Mm-hmm. And I keep reading for six page, seven page, eight, and then it goes. The one ends here, and I'm like, <laughs> "Wait a sec, what?" And I went back and read it. I was like, "No, that's a mistake. There's mm-hmm. no way we can do that." And then, but you did it. That's anyway. the super and superhero. <laughs> yeah, it was, I have to say, like, it was unbelievable. It's but one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah, it? the season three um, fight scene in the jail. Yeah. And, I mean, well, there's just a lot of different uh, cinematography changes in season three that right. are stellar they're so good i find myself sitting on the edge of my seat watching it so when you finally get a chance to look at have you looked at the show like in its entirety no i'm not oh um (laughs) i'm just hey charlie you should check that out it's a show called daredevil it's on netflix no the truth is i like to wait until 
all everything dies down and i can because at the moment if i watch it when everyone's kind of reviewing mm. it and talking about it then i i'm i can't enjoy it as much i'm mm, looking at fair. it and trying to think what i think of it i want to just get like leave a couple of months go by and then and then that's fair okay okay yeah. well, don't tell should... me what happens okay now i <laughs> won't spoil wait. it for me no, <laughs> i heard that this amazing warner and okay, I, I, that's all i've heard so. <laughs> um the daredevil versus daredevil in episode six right. when we first see that i have seen that uh, oh. that <laughs> it's so good yeah it is uh, <laughs> that's great yes. that's great <laughs> you're so happy yeah. I am I was watching it in the middle of the night and I could not go to sleep because mm. it was so like thrilling and also I love Wilson Bethel so. he's great and doesn't he do a great job yes yeah. absolutely you know what's really fun about that scene it, it, one of the one of the things that we try really hard to do and it's not very easy and a huge huge credit to the writers is that obviously it's an, it's an action show you know mm-hmm. it's one thing we try to do is make sure that there's n- there's never just action for action's sake that right. there's always some sort of story line sort of story plot behind it mm-hmm. to for it to make sense so it's not mm-hmm. just kind of gratuitous violence or anything like that that is one of and they achieve I feel like they achieve that a tremendous amount. One mm. of the one of the scenes that was that that is most apparent in is that bullseye daredevil fight, mm-hmm. because they've got it's the first time they come together, right? Because they've got such unique fighting styles and abilities, mm-hmm. you can really you can really tell a great story about how they how they come together physically. Right. Meaning, what very rapidly happens is daredevil discovers that this guy is no match for him. For, uh, in 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 kind of close combat, right? He immediately takes control. Most fights, the bad, the the good guy loses initially, and then eventually ends up winning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, initially, Daredevil just rules rules Bullseye. He's got no chance. Mm-hmm. But then there's a moment where where Fake Daredevil manages to create a bit of distance, mm-hmm. and then because he's Bullseye, he he can pick up all this stuff from the desks and right. these like scissors and yeah. staplers or whatever yeah. it is. And with that distance, he's lethal. Right. And so then the whole story of the fight be- be- becomes about about fake Daredevil trying to keep the distance so that he can, uh, you know, do the most damage he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Daredevil, real Daredevil's trying to close the gap so that he can get him in close and tight and personal and right. then finish it that way. So right. It all seems like a metaphor for right. uh, Matt Murdock's depression and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, suicidal thoughts, right? Like right. if he can keep the bad part of him at a distance he'll be okay oh that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh that was intentional oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smooth. well done uh, nice yeah. <laughs> you've been running around doing this since you were a kid no i, I try not to fight to make my dad proud to, to to block it out the sirens the the pain the fear all the strangling hell's kitchen for years I, I buried my head and turned away then one night Right after we quit Lamin and Zach, I heard it. Heard what? Little girl crying in her bed in a building down the block. Her father liked to go to her room late at night when his wife was asleep. So I don't know if you know very much about Thursday Kit, but essentially we kind of look at pop culture and we're looking at it very much with the idea of uh, investigating things like fandom and uh, desire and just general feelings of crushing, essentially. <laughs> so we Keanu wanted Reeves. to, I mean, yeah, Keanu, listen, he's already yeah, on board. Right, yeah. Right, okay. So, but, but listeners know that I'm looking at two laptops, both with... <laughs> 
Keanu Reeves stickers on them. <laughs> Keanu Reeves on the on the um, telephone. Yeah, on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, Keanu Reeves in our hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wanted to kind of ask. So we we interviewed Chris Evans, who obviously is Captain America, equally in your in your Marvel world, and we were asking him about. Um, well, hanging up the shield, finally. And he was saying how he was looking forward to not working out nearly as much because he was like, I want to have less bulk. I'm just like Captain America. And then once this is over, I get to kind of re-evaluate and be less. How has having to be this incredibly fit, fighty person, how has that changed how you think about yourself and your body and how it kind of moves and works? Has that been like a big thing oh, for wow, you? Oh, wow, what a good question. Oh, um, thank you. So... It's no secret that when I got this job, I'd never had a gym membership. That was kind of that was something I was talked about. Now same, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that I sat on the couch all day and didn't do anything. But I I I'd never lifted weights or mm-hmm. anything like that. I you know I would I would do a little yoga and I would run and stuff. And I, I was very very sporty, so I played any sport whenever I got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't so that but that kind of side of athleticism I hadn't ever explored. And I was excited to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, that journey from Getting the job in 2014 to now has mm-hmm. has morphed and changed a lot. At first, I just I went to meet the trainer they set me up with, lovely guy who I just did everything he's told me to do: right? drink this, eat this, pick that up ten times, <laughs> like run over there, come back, you know, all, all that stuff. And um, initially, I kind of put on a lot of weight and muscle, like mm-hmm. I put on like 25 pounds in a, wow. in a couple of months, um, which was kind of. I guess was right for the character um, initially, at least, and then. But but I did. I didn't love it on me. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I felt kind of. It felt like a little. I just felt on show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I was. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So f- what I've done since then for season two is that I think the nice thing about Daredevil is he's, he's not superhuman. Like he right. doesn't have superhuman strength. Like if you play Superman, you got to like Henry Cavill. You got to be big, yeah. right? Right? Because yeah. you are. Super, super strong. It's super, right. yeah. DD's a fantastic gymnast. He's an incredible martial artist. Mm-hmm. He's quicker than anyone else, and he's got this radar sense. But he's not necessarily super strong. He works out, but he's not super strong. Mm-hmm. So I thought started to think of DD more as like a Bruce Lee type. Right. So I I kind of leaned up a little bit and mm-hmm. just and 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 I changed the workouts I was doing. I from doing a bit of research, my trainer, to do stuff that incorporated much more kind of like. Um, cardiovascular workouts with the weightlifting and stuff right, right. and that has been that I've really enjoyed that I can't really quite know how to put it into words but it's like that makes me feel like my, my body is more integrated right um, rather than I'm isolating just biceps today <laughs> biceps <laughs> biceps but, and then back 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 you know right, yeah. right. now it kind of feels like it's kind of and I and I, I every other day I, I'll do yoga mm-hmm. um, so it's a more holistic approach I guess that's one word for it, and I, I don't know if it's, but it feels, I, I f- it feels better for my body. Right. You know? right. Um, can I ask you something silly? Yeah, of course. Okay. Why do you think it's so hard for to allow superheroes, male superheroes, to have chest hair? I know. Solid I, question. I, yeah, I remember Tristan and Owen Slater, and yeah. then, but now, yeah, Matt yeah. Murdock is, that, Matt is Murdock. very smooth. How, yeah. Yeah. I although I did. I feel like I saw or saw a movie recently. Henry Cavill was hairy as Superman. Yeah, so but he was the only one. He was the only one. And in the, the comics themselves, everyone so smooths. Oh, like yeah, the, the the conversation I had with the guys was like I'm I, I I've kind of become a fan of this 
of these of these of this character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't beforehand, but now I read the comics and I'm like into it. You know, I've obviously he's, he's come become close to my heart. This mm-hmm. character, um, and so I I I, I kind of really enjoy. Um, the any moment where we get to kind of pay homage to the characters to the to the comics themselves like mm-hmm. if there's a there's a you know we we find these great easter eggs or we we manage to recreate a, a frame in the sh- in the film that mm-hmm. is either identical to a comic uh, comic book panel or it's the reverse like we did something right. in season 3 which is the reverse of an iconic image with Daredevil and Cara Page mm-hmm. stuff like that so i love all that and the truth is dd is in the comics, he has no chest hair, mm. so we did that. But okay. you know, it's a it's. I think if you'd had your if you have your druthers, would you just like to? Keep if I'd have my what druthers, your would you rather? What is uh, that word? Druthers. I don't know what that word is. Um, maybe it's a southern thing. You American? I don't know. It's an American. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> no, both of us are like, huh? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Basically, I'm not like, the only one. If you would rather, right? If you okay. Anyway, <laughs> if I'd had my druthers, yes. If you had a choice. How does it sound in a British accent? If I had my druthers. If I had my druthers, I rather would have. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you prefer to keep your chest hair and not deal? I'm, I'm presuming that you wax. Well, so. no. Are you joking? Wax it? Oh, oh. You, you said you remember Owen Slater. I'm a, I have a hairy chest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. waxing that. <laughs> God, no. So you shave? Yeah. Jesus. What? Oh, that's that's a, stressful. That's, that's like, that will take you like seven years. And it c- grows back more quickly right. and thicker. Than waxing it? Have you yeah. seen 40 year old virgins? Yeah, we yeah. have. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, no. This is just like solid journalism we had to ask. Yeah, because yeah. it just looks like. It well, just take I mean, forever. Well, it's my, very smooth looking. That's so the other thing. Great job look, on shaving. It's Thanks. a proper close shave. Yeah. Because that's why I assumed waxing. Yeah, I'm like, I oh. did too. No, huh. I, yeah, I shave it. I have to trim it first and then shave it. <laughs> and then, and uh, with my druthers intact, in <laughs> I. I see we, what you if, did. I then. would, I would probably, if I could, if we were starting again, I'd probably like take it down mm. and 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 I because I couldn't just I'm I'm I couldn't I remember when I was a kid, um, I did a play in London and there was a post there was a picture there were a photograph from the play outside the theater mm. and I it was just I in this. I had a, a dressing gown on. What do you call it? Robe. Yeah. I had a robe on and boxer shorts, but my chest out. Mm-hmm. And my godson, who was like ten at the time, he said to me, "Uncle Charlie, why are you wearing a sweater on your?" <laughs> 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 and so I'd have to wow. take it down a little bit from yeah. the mouths of babes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, thanks, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we back up a little bit to talk about Drothers. Tristan? <laughs> <laughs> Leave the drugs alone, <laughs> Tristan and Stardust, and yes, then yes. a little Owen Slater from Boardwalk yeah. Empire. Yes. Um, Tristan is my favorite character of yours. Um, thank I, you so I, much. I read Stardust, I loved it, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, perfect, perfectly done. Oh, nice, I'm a huge cool. fan. Shout oh, out to Jay so Goldman. Cool. It was ugh, <laughs> so good. So, yes, tell us about that. Because for me, what I really enjoyed about that was that he was obviously this man who was very true to himself and so on, but there was still a very subtle makeover element. You know, when he gets on the ship with uh, the captain and so yeah. on. And I loved seeing that because we rarely see men have makeovers. Uh, right, and I was right. very pleased to see it. And, you know, the reveal, like, I think when the camera kind of pans and his hair is different and he's got yeah. a little smile, and like, I know, I'm yeah. hot now. And it's like, <laughs> I really liked that. I just thought it was nice to have a guy have a makeover scene in a movie. What do you That's think funny. about I mean, how did you enjoy, did you enjoy making Stardust? And what was your experience of, of being this character? Like, you were, you know, essentially a lead in your in your big movie not super but yeah. super adjacent um 
So the experience was phenomenal, as you can imagine. And, mm-hmm. and like, I remember it now with, like, kind of uh, huge nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I, I do also know that at the time I was shitting myself, <laughs> you know, and, and fe- feeling a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but nonetheless, it was such fun and it was such a lovely bunch of people. And, and, you know, to fence with Robert De Niro and, you know, see him put a dress on. I mean, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, I remember, you know, turning up to set that day for that scene and being like, oh, my God, this is amazing and people are going to hate it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, great experience. Um, it's funny that you bring up this because I kind of essentially almost play two characters in that mm-hmm. film. Again, yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe yeah. that's all I can I can do. That's your that's your yeah, that's niche my now. Yeah. Um, I remember feeling much more comfortable playing early Tristan. Oh, because it f- I felt like I had some. It felt like when Tristan has had the the makeover, it, that felt like suddenly you know he needed to be like smooth and cool and and. Like I, that doesn't fit as comfortably with me as playing kind of like slightly, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, nerdy character. I like mm-hmm. I really can f- I f- find that easier to act. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and there were so there were I remember there were times as as make makeover Tristan that, that, I, that I was like, oh, God, I feel really uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know how to do this. Um, but, um, you know, but it was, it was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. With Owen Slater, I loved Owen so much, <laughs> and he was such a violent man. Um, she but really does love Owen. I, I want you to know that she sent me clips, and she was like, "Look at this! Look at it!" I, <laughs> I have Keanu on my phone, but I also have some videos from a particular scene in Boardwalk Empire on my phone with Owen and Margaret. And um, can you just, from your point of view yeah. as the person playing him, did he want to leave with Margaret? Did he love Margaret? Just, just tell me that. <laughs> I, um, oh my god! Wow, what a, what a question! Um, <laughs> because he was so almost Spockian with his approach, right? Just kind of like uh, everything was logical to him. Mm-hmm. That it was always logical to lead to. I think the uh, the answer is I think yes. I think that when Owen comes to Atlantic City and he sees the way people handle business, mm-hmm. and in particularly the violence that they that they utilize in order to handle business and the things that they that are important to these americans and uh, the things that kind of cause them anxiety and grief is so pathetic mm-hmm. from what he's come from mm-hmm. so he's come from the war of independence where people you know you're not in ireland mm-hmm. with and the fighting with the british and it's not about money and it's not about it's a it's not about even territory necessarily it's mm-hmm. about pride and it's about heritage mm-hmm. and it's about feeling in- independent you know mm-hmm. of of the 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 oppression of a nation that isn't that that is has control but isn't your own nation mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and so he's very owen's very pragmatic you know he's mm-hmm. and he's and he's and he's his violence is always there's one scene that you'll probably remember where you see him be, you see him violent in a gratuitous fashion, yeah. more so than any other scene. And it's the only see, it's the only time you see that. And the reason it's the only time you see that is because it's the, it's it's a traitor. It's an Irish traitor right. that he's found. It's he, part of um, the reason Garrett he's there, him, right, yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, and and the reason he doesn't just shoot the guy is because he, you know, he wants this guy to know it's happening to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's important. This is personal on a different level. And that's the one time you see him kind of kind of relish in the in the violence of uh, it all. Owen. <laughs> um but but he I don't think he wants that in his life. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he's he's 
got to America to do that one job, but discovered this is a this is a this is amazing out here. Mm -hmm. I love this place. I can. This is. Uh, they need people like me, and I can. Mm -hmm. I can make a killing out here. Mm -hmm. And he's very duplicitous as, as well. But I do. I think ultimately. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the the stuff with Margaret is kind of a decoy, or he's or he's or he's trying to get, you know, he's 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 being duplicitous in that in that with her. I think he I think he falls in love with her. Mm. Okay. I think he falls in love with a bit of home, you know. Yeah, and yeah. she does that as well. Yeah. yeah, I want to bring up something that you mentioned before about feeling more comfortable playing a pre makeover uh, Tristan, um, and I wanted to ask something we ask all our guests. Um, so we talk a lot about models of masculinity and how people learn what to fancy and who to fancy and so on. Were there anyone that you saw as a as a child growing up that you modeled yourself after that you thought that's like a good idea for because most people obviously have dads, uncles, other male family figures, but was there anyone on screen in culture, in pop culture, that you thought, oh that's a cool dude, I want to be like him? Um, um I'm sure there were. Mm. Um, I, my instinct was it would it would have been a sportsman. Oh uh, really? Yeah, rather than so I don't, you wouldn't really call that pop culture, would you? But it's popish. I guess I'm trying to figure out what. So what did you watch and what did you? Whose posters were on your walls when you were growing up? What so, girls were on your wall then? Um, Celeb. I'm trying to remember. So I went to a boarding school, and oh, okay. so and and we were you know I shared studies and dorms with other guys, and we would by FHM FHM and Esquire mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what Maxim. else Maxim sure. I, I would also like my so all my friends had them but they're expensive right those magazines are expensive when you're they at school were. and but my mum would get like Vogue and Tatler and stuff mm -hmm. and I discovered that if I took them there were still like awesome <laughs> awesome pictures now they weren't quite the same as FHM yeah. but they were like you know because yeah. they were really advertising clothes and right, stuff but right. there were some less you know, bikini shirts yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know Helena Christensen. Oh yeah. You know that the, the Claudia Schiffer was a big one. Solid. Jennifer Aniston. I was a huge Friends fan. Right, to right. answer your previous question, probably Ross. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ross and Chandler. Yeah. Ross and Chandler. Were, my, yeah. were kind of my hero. My my. <laughs> that's what. That's your comedy how, heroes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I based my. Album <laughs> on, uh, that's wanna... why you're so comfortable playing awkward men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I want to go back to Daredevil very quickly yeah. before we're out of time. Mm -hmm. But um, so Matt has his little uh, I like to call it his boot bootleg daredevil costume with the all black and the black scarf that he wears across his face mm. and I you know you said earlier that you didn't really like to be kind of showy um, with your training or whatever but there are some parts of daredevil where you are clearly you know being you know putting on a show for the audience and letting us see um, you know I, so, Matt's so to clarify I I don't think it's wrong for Matt to feel that way. Oh. Okay. I, I'm just saying when when I go home at night and yeah. I and I'm on and during the weekend, mm. yeah. Like I remember going to in season one. I remember my wife and I went to the beach with some friends, mm. and I felt a little like taking my shirt off. I felt uncomfortable. Yes, a but, little bit. Yes, but, but that's me. That's yeah, not. But right. Matt doesn't feel that. Matt way. doesn't feel that no. way, and the audience appreciates that. <laughs> so that all black <laughs> costume, the yeah. all black ensemble, yeah. does yeah. a lot for the audience. It yeah. does. That's, you that's two members of the audience here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here to confirm that. Yeah, um, it's pretty solid. <laughs> so when you're um, in these moments where you're like, okay, I know that I have to be shirtless and I got to flex a little bit for the audience, does that make you feel a little self conscious? Um, as even, long as it makes sense. In the story i don't mind there's a couple of times where it's been written in and i've said i don't i don't feel that's necessary i feel like that's in the same way that if there's a if there's you know an action sequence that has right. moments or or in, in its entirety is 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 
there for the sake of action, right. which almost never happens, by the way. Right, but right. I will, I, in the same way, I'll flag that. Mm-hmm. I will flag... I remember there was one scene in season two where with Rosario Dawson with Claire Temple. Oh, um, Claire. Yeah. And, and it was like... We it, it said something about... Claire. It said something like, you know... Matt takes his shirt off for no, and I was like, "Why? Why? No, he's not doing that." <laughs> you know, you don't need to. I do mean, it. no one would have complained. <laughs> yeah, we would not have. We would not have complained as long as, it, as long as it as long as it makes sense for the for the. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Like the like the scenes with Electra in season two were like, mm-hmm. it was po- important to show how comfortable they were around each other in right. that way. Yeah. Like you could have because it was we were playing that off the relationship with Electra versus the relationship with Karen, which should right. f- both of them should feel very organic and natural, but completely different right, right. R- r- dynamics. Mm-hmm. And with Karen, just fully clothed, yeah. the touch on the shoulder it feels electric and, mm-hmm. and and anything, you know, and, and how exciting that is. Mm-hmm. With Electra, similarly, you can both be co- almost completely naked on the couch mm-hmm. and laughing and chatting, and that feels, and that's, that feels that explains that relationship a little bit more. Does, right. does yeah, that make sense? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you tell us anything about what's next for you? Mm-hmm. I had a film that came out in the UK with uh, with uh, called King of Thieves. It oh. just came out with um, about the Hatton Garden. I'm looking at you because oh, you're yeah, the the you won't know. know the jewelry heist. <laughs> the jewelry heist. Yeah, oh wow! Yeah, with Michael Caine and Ray Winston Michael and Caine. yeah, and I'm uh, so homesick. <laughs> and Jim Broadbent. So really. Jim Broadbent. <laughs> so these are all my hero, like my heroes. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, that was one of the uh, another of the great, great, great um, experiences of my life. I, I mean, it was one of those things where I got a call, um, and uh, they'd obviously been out to Tom Hardy and all the big, big British stars. <laughs> That's yeah. modest. And uh, well, no, it's true okay. because, because because I don't know exactly who they were out to, okay. but what I do know is I I got a call from James Marsh, who's a dear friend of mine who I'd worked with before on Theory of Everything, mm-hmm. and yes. um and he called me and he said, look, you believe me or not. But I promise you, I always wanted you for this. But they wanted a much bigger star. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but now we're kind of up shit's creek. <laughs> and he was like, and you're like, I'll do it. And I was like, sure. We're, you know, it was like it was like this. It was the beginning of the summer last year, mm. and I was like, yeah. When do you need me? Thinking, you know, is it January? When you know, November? Let me check my schedule. He's like, I need you Monday. <laughs> so That's I got, good. In a, yeah, it was amazing. So I got on a plane. I had the best experience with with you know icons of British acting who mm-hmm. I've grown up with. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I just read that that they have a, they they're going to bring that out in the US now. Oh, marvelous! So that was uh, that was fantastic. So that, but other than that, you know, I'm just uh, kicking around. Okay. okay. So you've mentioned feeling a little bit uncomfortable with subconscious and so on, but I have to ask because we have to ask all of our people: When did you realize that actually I do have the face of a leading man? Actually, I am a hot piece, and I want to be on TV. When did you ever think that? <laughs> can, I, can I be really honest? I yeah. I don't feel that. I oh. honestly, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie. I I recognize. I recognise that I that I'm capable of of playing leading men, right. and I feel like um, I feel very lucky to have that opportunity. And I, and it's great mm-hmm. to play leading characters in films is fantastic because mm-hmm. you get you get to be kind of more every man, mm-hmm. and you get to have the emotional journey. You right. get to change. You go from boy to man, or you have the moment where you realise the 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 errors of your ways, and you can reform and change. And that that from an acting point of view is really fun. Mm-hmm. You don't often get to play larger than life characters right. as often. That's, That's why true. Daredevil is great for me because it kind of is both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, look, I, I think everyone <laughs> feel everyone deals with levels of of you know self consciousness and mm-hmm. inadequacies and all those kind of things. Maybe there are people who don't. I, I I'm certainly not one of them. So you know, like I I was watching. I haven't seen the season yet because mm-hmm. I you know again I, it's not fun. It's like listening to yourself on a on a, on a 
podcast. Yeah, yeah sure. oh, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say on, the, on, a, on a, you know, when you hear your voice on the answering right. machine, answering voice, machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. voicemail, that, that that's dates us, by yeah, the way. that's hey, <laughs> yeah. everyone here is yeah. a, a little bit older, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when you had to press the tape, yeah, the two yeah. buttons of the yeah. tape, and leave your your voice, your the oh, answering machine message. So when you know you sound comfortable hearing your own voice, and you're like, please, please say I don't actually sound like that. Mm-hmm. I, similarly, when you watch yourself, it's I find it the same thing. It was like. Please, I, I really look like that. Yeah. But I was watching a, a scene from Delia the other day, and I was like, "Wow, how, how am I still playing a leading man?" Which do so, you think yeah. is more important for an actor's career, being the romantic lead or the action hero, in order to advance your career? Hmm. I'm not sure that plays into it. Mm-hmm. I think it depends okay. on what your the next choices are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much luck involved. Mm. There's so much luck and not just in terms of like how well the product the projects are when they come out, but also, you know, the choices that you make with your team. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's just a, it's just a, you you know, you there's no there's absolutely no formula. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I I one of the things that ended up being an am- uh, amazingly lucky, but at the time felt like was disaster was, you know, Stardust didn't perform particularly well, didn't mm. actually make a lot of money in the US. And when it came out, there weren't, I wasn't being called like mm. I was told I was going to be. I wasn't, <laughs> the phone wasn't ringing off the hook and there wasn't, I wasn't working at all. And and similarly, the, the jobs that I had done up until that point weren't coming my way anymore because people, I think people thought, Oh, he's not going to do that. He just played a lead with Robert De Niro. Do you know what I mean? So I was in this weird space. And before you knew it, a a year had passed and I hadn't worked. Mm. And uh, by the time Bauble Empire came around, I did a couple of things here and there. But by by the time Bauble Empire came around, that was kind of like a starting from scratch, you know. And what was lucky about that was that character kind of renewed interest in me in the industry but also kind of shone a light on a different a capability of mine that mm-hmm. I was able to play the much darker character and I was right. older now and and that was ultimately what got me dead of all mm-hmm. so you know a lot of luck um, my friend from Bulbuk and Shay Wigan amazing actor says yeah. uh, hungry and humble mm-hmm. if you remain hungry and humble and you work hard and you're always on time and that kind of stuff then you'll you know the opportunities will, will, will come your way that's great yeah. I mean, personally, I would rather 700 romantic comedies, but that's up to you, <laughs> I guess. If I had my druthers, I would. See, uh... that's exactly how you use what are you, it. What are your favorite romantic comedies then? Okay, so one of them is The Truth About Cats and Dogs, okay. which wow, stars wow, Janine Garofalo yeah, yeah. and Ben Chaplin yeah. and Uma Thurman. It's one of my faves. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone wants to do a remake, I've heard Charlie Cox is free. I, I just remember something. As you said that, I just yeah. remember something. When I was growing up, mm. there was a video store mm. opened up around the corner from me in London. Right? Video store. Yet video again, store, aging Go, the kind of place where you go and you and you rent a video yeah. and if you forget to return it you get a bill for 50 quid yeah. four months later yeah. which happened numerous times I used to work at Blockbuster I right, know right, right. <laughs> and there was a, there was that movie I, I don't even know who's in it now but then I can't I was, but I was obsessed with this movie mm-hmm. as a child like a 10 year old because yeah. it was like really fun but also romantic and it was I think they called it it was called Can't Buy Me Love oh, yes wow. do you remember yes. love, love can buy you Money can buy you popularity, but it can't can't buy you love. Is yeah, that it? Is that what um, it? with um, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. What's his name? Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, yes. Patrick Dempsey's yes. in it. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. It's a good film. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know what I'm yes, talking about, right? Yes. Because he was very young. He had a head full of curly hair. Was he a pizza boy? A delivery boy? <laughs> oh, my God. No, but he's obsessed. He's trying to buy a telescope. He wants to be saved up for a telescope. Mm-hmm. But then for some reason... 
he has to pay the lead actress, whoever she was, but she was great, to be her, he pays her to be yes, his, his girlfriend. Yes, she was blonde oh and had God. curly, like, kind of permed Why hair. Why does he do that? I can't remember. I can't remember. And then Why he gets he in, do anything? Then he gets in with all the cool kids. Yes. And he's popular. Yes. But it was then a, they fall it was in a remake with Nick Cannon. Like, oh, okay, that's in enough. The, yeah. yeah so, they literally, I think they literally ride off into the sunset on a lawnmower. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah that's how it ends. I remember. Oh, yes. What a bonding yeah. moment. Okay, well, that's perfect. What a great time to end it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. I can't believe we didn't talk about Keanu. Keanu. I, I mean, I was like, no, no, let's talk about I mean, it. Point break. Point break. Point break. Yes. Matrix. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. There are some parts that only he could play. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, absolutely. No one else could do Neo. Charlie, yes. you get it. You get yes. it. Yes, I love Keanu. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And we, we love, love you too. for loving Keanu. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some transference happening yes. right yes. now. <laughs> Thank great. you so much for Thank joining you. us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Right. God bless you. And God bless you, Charlie Cox. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I literally at one point I it was all I could do to I had to sit on my hands. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to reach across and just hold his hand and just say, "Do you know what you you mean by being here? Like, do you, do you know what? Like, Nicole is beside herself, and I myself am quite undone. He's such a nice man. I think that's the only that's the only way to put it down. Like, yeah, yes, obviously he's very attractive in person, right, obviously, right, yeah, but he's just so nice. Like, it's very disarming. I was like, like he walked with us to the studio, like it was casually through yeah, the Buzzfeed office, yeah, real chill, yeah. And I was like, you're a nice man. And he took that picture with us, and he held, you know, okay. Some stars are adverse to touching mm-hmm. the people, you know, and rightly so, right? right? You know, you never know. You got to respect people's boundaries right. and stuff. Your body is a wonderland. Right. <laughs> but he put his hand on our shoulders, yes. you know, just like in a very nice, sweet way, yeah. but fully, yeah. just fully yeah. all five fingers <laughs> on our shoulders. Yeah. It just was, solid. Yeah. I was here for it. I just yeah. thought, thanks, Charlie. Like, you know, we are clearly here to do a job. Right. You're here to do a job. We're going to take a nice photo where we don't look as though we all hate each other's guts. Like, <laughs> isn't that lovely? We had a good time. You left us with a God bless. God bless you. Mm-hmm. T- photo time. I thought, wow, what a nice man. And then we spoke about the L train and then we walked to the lift. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? It turns out Charlie Cox is very normal. Yeah. And that feels like a real win in 2018. Yeah. The thing that came across um, the most to me in the interview was just how he's still very humble and mm. still just like aware he seems to be aware that anything can change you know at the drop of a dime listen and so he's just uh very grateful and very thoughtful about the process and mm-hmm. what he needs to do in mm-hmm. order to keep moving forward mm-hmm. and i respect that a lot i respect it i respect it so much i respect also his wife and child um, because <laughs> if they didn't exist i might could have done something unprofessional oh, but they no. do <laughs> So, God love them. God love the Coxes. Um, no, all jokes aside, I thought he was very indulgent of our questions about his earlier career. Like, you know, he's in daredevil mode. Right, And we yeah. were like, anyway, tell us about X. Tell us about this thing mm-hmm. you played five years ago. And he was like, okay, which yeah. is very generous. But also, you know, that's, I think that let him know that, that we, we know, were, yeah, that we yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's not just, yeah. We have to recognize that he is more than Daredevil. Yes, he right? is. And you know what? You're right. He d- it did let him know who we were because real bitches do real things. And I feel like <laughs> asking him about very specific, like, like we've been on your career, Mr. Cox. Yeah. You know? So trust us. You're in good hands. Like, right. we're here to question you about the art, the yeah. craft, but also the thirst. Like, Daredevil is fine, but talk to me about Owen. <laughs> 
chopping stop. off people's fingers stop. in the bathroom. Stop closing your eyes and just like I can see you going away on like like yes. like I can see you. You're yes. on a boat right now, yes. just drifting. Yes, but it was such a great interview. Thank you, Charlie Cox, yes. um, so much for that. It was incredible, and I will never forget it. No, and neither will I. And luckily, there's video, bitch, so we don't have to forget. <laughs> I will watch that shit every day. <laughs> Now, this is normally the time of day where we would do, you know, fanfic wars. Yes. We read some drabbles. Uh-huh. Thirst buckets go out and vote the next day on Twitter. Uh-huh. But because of the interview with Charlie, yeah. you know, maybe we don't do another set of drabbles about him. It's also very weird to do a drabble when you've met the person. Yes. <laughs> Can I yes. just say? Yes. Like, I just like, I spoke to this man about his wife. Right. I'm kind of like, and then Charlie reached. No, no. Right. And for me, I just don't think I can top my drabble from the Great British Bay off. I can stand here right now and tell you you can't top that drabble <laughs> because that was a that was a plus class one. I mean, truly top of the top of the heap. Ooh, thank Good you. work. Thank you. Thank you. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take some. Um, we're gonna, as Bim has said, we're gonna take a little scoop from our thirst bucket. Fan mail. <laughs> Just douse ourselves. <laughs> and read some things from our Tumblr asks. Yes. Right? Um, so the first thing I'm going to read is from Natasha. And she says, I live in Copenhagen and I occasionally see Mass Mickelson oh around town. And I will tell you, he is even more devastating in the flesh. What? I am generally quite unflappable, but I get fate when he is around. He is like a goddamn panther. <laughs> Natasha, tell me more. Just my DMs are open on Twitter at TN Whiskey with an E woman. Tell me everything. Okay. I don't want you to be creepy and take any creep shots of him. Don't take any pictures. We have a line. Yeah. Don't violate his privacy, but just tell me everything. She wants to know more about the panther like Grace. I believe it. I trust you. This is not church. Why are you talking like it's a testimony? <laughs> I receive it. I believe it. Oh my gosh. Just I, I need to know more. Yeah. Um because mass is everything to me. Yeah. I mean Yeah. He is so sexy. Yeah. I just I just <laughs> Oh my God, my eyes are closed while I picture him. I can see. Uh, I can see. I'm yeah. mad uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yes, I love him, and um, so does Natasha, who gets faint in caps. Yes, I. She, she put ca- She put faint in caps. All caps. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if I need to go to Copenhagen to find him, just for a quick little glance, you know, he could be like scruffy, coming from getting his coffee or whatever. So the glad fuck. you said coffee. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to see him. I sure. feel like my life will be a thousand times better. I think it would be enriched. Yeah. He's like fluoride in your toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah, just I get it. Make me sparkle. All right, that's enough out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read another another scoop from our bucket of thirst. Uh, it, also on Tumblr, because Tumblr is a rich, devastating place, and there is nothing but thirst and puppies and cats uh, out here. So this is from um, someone whose username I love is That One Weird Black Girl. <laughs> I love you. Uh, she says, so I just took the BuzzFeed quiz. Who is your Hollywood weirdo soulmate? Your girl got Keanu. <laughs> She's so proud of herself. Also, I wanted to thank you for helping me thirst in ways I never even dreamed. That one weird black girl, we salute you. We appreciate you 
doing the full 360 brand immersion. You yes. listened to Thirst Aid Kit and then you took a BuzzFeed quiz <laughs> and then you tumbled <laughs> us to tell us about taking it. I appreciate it. You've dipped yourself in the lake uh, BuzzFeed <laughs> in every way and you've come out parched and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving Keanu. We love Keanu. Charlie Cox loves Keanu. Yes. And it's just like, it feels like that's like the only good thing in the world right now is how much we all love and appreciate Keanu Reeves. I mean, let him connect us all. He can build the bridge uh, to <laughs> harmony and peace. He really can. He's the immortal Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he can do anything. God love him. God love you. Thank you so much for sending in your messages. Uh, we are on Tumblr, of course, at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. And the asks are full uh, and they stay full. And we are trying our best to answer them as fast as we can. But you guys just love to type. Uh, so we'll get to them. I promise. I'm so sorry they're late. But that's uh, our little dip in the bucket of thirst. First Aid Kit is produced by us, Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins, TK Dutez, Camila Salazar and Julia Furlan. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit and we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N Whiskey with an E, Woman and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can ask us questions there. I promise we'll get to them at some point. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, please head over to Apple Podcasts uh, to leave a review and rate the show. It helps other people discover Thirst Aid Kit because believe it or not, there are people who don't know who we are. And I mean, listen, while you're there, you could, might could give us five stars because we love five stars. And if you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love and affection, thirsty epiphanies, whatever you, whatever your heart desires, to thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay, Stay thirsty. thirsty. Lovely. I love uh, it. I love a bit of it. It's lovely.